Welcome to Sparking Dialogue, a podcast for the Sisters of Notre Dame de Demure in the United States and Notre Dame Mission Volunteers AmeriCorps. Today I'm joined by co-host Sister Rita Sturwald and Sister Judy Tensing from Cincinnati and a, a wonderful guest, Ms. Teresa Jenkins of the Cincinnati School System. And a great story of, uh, of one of the beginning people, members, I believe, in Mission Vol- Notre Dame Mission Volunteers AmeriCorps with some great stories then and now. And without further ado, Sister Rita, let me turn it over to you to talk to our guest. Thank you very much, Meg. Well, Teresa, uh, we really appreciate your joining us today. We heard that you are currently an intervention specialist and uh, at Schroeder Junior High here in Cincinnati, west side of the city, right? West Siders, okay. We're, we're on the east side today. How did you learn about the Notre Dame Mission Volunteers? I was um, a community organizer and I was meeting people um, and in, in the process of doing the community organizing work, you just have to meet people. Um, and I met some of the church leaders that were associated with the various churches in the over the Rhine community. And then I had started a summer programs. So I had a lot of things going on. And honestly, I believe I was just contacted. I think it was it was one of the sisters, was it you, Sister Judy? Someone contacted me and told me about the opportunity. And it just was the perfect time because I was getting ready to transition and I didn't know to what, because I honestly did not have real direction. I, and someone had suggested that I that I look into um, this AmeriCorps work. And it really, truly gave me my purpose because I had no idea that teaching was it. I mean, I was working with children, but I didn't know that teaching was it until AmeriCorps. Isn't that exciting? It's very exciting. And did you work at Cornell Catholic? I worked at St. Francis Seraph, right there at Liberty and Vine. With, with, with Janet with, Lynn? Yes. One of my heroes in life, you know. Tell the story all the time about this principal who was, administrator who was, yay high, who could quiet a room full of students by just raising her hand. And I use that right now to this day with my seventh graders. They know that if I raise my hand, you better get quiet. But I saw Sister Judy, I'm sorry, Sister Janet Lenz do that. And I was amazed. So I'm going to use that. And I still do to this day. To this day. She is a great lady. She's still in education. I mean, I just thought, man. (laughs) A little more about your experience as a volunteer. And probably I should say, tell us a little bit about your getting to know Sister Judy. Let's go, let's go back there. Yes. Well, the first just sort of experiences, and, and you have to remind you, this is what, 28 years ago? Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> but wow. I do remember just um, the openness, the support. Um, I had never worked in an environment like that. I, I've been employed in other areas, right? Um, secretary, you know, and all that kind of thing. But I had this, this was truly a family. It was very supportive. And I loved how we, when we would meet and have our gatherings of the volunteers and we'd have our discussions and just that preparation. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was always, always caring, always just, it just built us up. Um, so that we, you know, felt prepared to do our work with the children, the young people that we're working with. And I just, I just really, it just spoke to me. Um, 
and and I just I, I just absorbed it. I loved it. When you were a volunteer, two years. Two. Two years. Yes. How did you decide to choose a second year? Well, I still I don't know. I enjoyed the work, but I also knew that I needed to some of it was financial because I needed to get ready to go back to school because I hadn't gone back to school yet. I hadn't finished my bachelor's because I didn't know what I wanted to do. And so I still need a little more financial support to finish, to get ready to go back. And so that, you know, the, the financial support that lump sum that we would get to help us um, with old like student loans and things, it really set the stage for me to go back to school and be able to get, you know, scholarships and get, you know, back on board um, and know what, now that I knew what I wanted to do, you know, but that came first. I didn't know what I wanted to do first, but I loved it. And so it really led you to a life of service. For sure. And, and, and it really refined my life of service, right? Because I kind of knew that I was meant to do something, but to know what, um, that's what AmeriCorps did for me. And the Sisters of Notre Dame, they're just, they just put their all into me. And so that was inspiring. It inspired me. A little bit more about that, because so many of the volunteers today do not have an opportunity to meet the sisters. So when you say the sisters of Notre Dame, did you meet others besides uh, Sister Judy? Yeah, the, the whole group of them. I can't remember all the names. I'm oh, sorry. No, no, no. But yeah. but we we really got a chance to connect um, when we would all meet together. I just remember those times being and, and then the times that we would go like on retreats or, you know, any of those other times away or anything that we did, you know, you really got a sense of the mission and the vision of, of the Sisters of Notre Dame and and their and the sacrifice. Um, you know, the teacher I worked with at St. Francis Sarah, um, she I think was a former sister, but she also, but she still had the same heart, right? And so it just always was just inspiring. You you wanted to just give more. You wanted to do more. You know, Judy, um 28 years ago, that's a long time. That's the very beginning days, it seems. Was was Teresa among your first group of volunteers by chance? Teresa had Sarah. Mm -hmm. uh, she had a, a friend, and so she got helped us recruit Sarah. So Teresa and Sarah, absolutely, they were a fantastic team of how they worked together, the things they did. They made it almost hard for us to continue because they caught the spirit without us needing to say that much to them. And Teresa had also uh, been known in the community for all the volunteering that she had done before. She was uh, just outstanding. I didn't know all about that, but I gradually found out. You know, we had to work to get a team together. Teresa was old, a little older than most of those that were coming just straight out of college. And so she was able to get the team to gel and come together and understand what it was about to really do service with the children. What a gift that was to me. You know, um, there's some things, some early stories in those days that I don't know if you remember any of the funny things that may have happened or the challenges that the two of you encountered at that time. Anything come to mind? Uh, Sister Judy talks about the sledding trip where we took them to Mount Storm Park. Um, we took our children and we would have sort of 
events um, on occasion. So sometimes it's like an after school sort of party or something or, you know, but this was, we went sledding and, and I had some of my own children. We had children from the, um, from the school and we're sledding down Mount Storm Park. And we're, we're freezing to death. And <laughs> then we went to McDonald's and we had hot chocolate. And, and I just, I have this picture and it's my two-year-old daughter who would not go down the hill. And so every picture has this little statue of a little two-year-old who would not get on that sled. And so she just watched us standing in one spot for the entire trip. So it's kind of a funny picture, but she's got her snowsuit on. She's all bundled up and she's standing still, just like a little snowman. So, but the, we also had those challenges though. There were children who um, I, to this day, wonder about them and I think about them um, who sometimes, I mean, you don't reach everybody. And and I remember children who really had struggles from their past. And so there are those stories as well. You love the work. It's hard. It's rewarding. But every once in a while, you come across those kids that you remember that maybe you weren't able to reach or you don't know, but you don't know. Maybe you, you pray that you planted a seed in their mind in some way that later on you know, so I hope, you know, but um, it's one of those, those, it, that's the thing about this work. You don't always see the results. So what were you also hoping to instill in the volunteers at that time as you were searching your way too? I was used to having volunteers and having people work with me. And previous to that experience, I was the principal of a school and I used to have the mothers come in and I got a program going where I would pay them, almost like an AmeriCorps program, but I would pay them to uh, help and have the experience. Um, I wanted them to um, work together. I wanted to have a team. I wanted them to work well with the children. Now with Teresa, she was used to working with children. And so, uh, and as she said, earlier, she had her own children. So she was doing her mother job and she took them all in and she just had ran them all like her chicks behind her. And they just followed on all the activities that she had for them. It was wonderful. What suggestions do you have for people who are thinking about joining uh, Notre Dame AmeriCorps? or who are thinking about signing on for a second year? I would definitely say, do it. Um, I believe that all of the experience is good. So you're laying the, the groundwork for the foundation for your future. Mm -hmm. So what one year or two, but, but really two, it's an opportunity to work and be rewarded but then you don't have the other stresses of this of this type of work. You can just focus on the work itself because those other stressors, those other responsibilities are going to come <laughs> later on down the road. So this is an opportunity to really see and enjoy the work um, before that responsibility is all yours. Um, and so you're sort of in there as a volunteer, but without. And so you're doing good work, but without that all the rest of that responsibility, which I now know. <laughs> At that early stage with AmeriCorps, there were a lot of there was a lot of there were some funds that we could hire people in. And so we could bring in people and run all day programs. 
I think we even got the former governor to come. I just education conversations and meeting people and going places. Uh, it was just um, a way to almost do what I believe in is education outside of the classroom, where lots to create as many opportunities as possible to let people learn from each other. It was a wonderful thing for me. One of the things that I've noticed and we've all noticed as educators is that, you know, as a result of the pandemic, it exposed a lot of the challenges. Um, there are things that you know, you just didn't know they were under the surface there. And so now with all of those challenges, we're, we're now um, tasked with the, the responsibility of, of helping these young people prepare, but also fill in gaps. So there is a lot um, that needs to be done in the education system, but, we, but we're called upon to be creative and figure out ways to reach um, the young people just as they are, right? With whatever has been that's come to the surface with regard to challenges and difficulties, but also gifts. Um, our young people are very intelligent. They're very resilient and they have a lot to offer. We just have to bring it out of them. And so engaging them, it's challenging, but it's, it really is the, the job that we have to do now. We have to engage them and inspire them um, to use the gifts that they have. It's just not a job but it's a life commitment and uh, there's no, and now I see at this age that there's nothing better than to be a teacher. And actually I'd like to go back when I retire to go back and do some tutoring because it's just, as Teresa said, how you can change lives and get people to listen. And uh, children do not have many people to listen to them. And so, um, it's, it's just to, I guess, if I wanted to say what the question is, to say that it's really important to know how important it is to be relating to young, very young children, middle-aged children, and Teresa, that she has that gift to relate to the seventh graders and know how to love them. Uh, and what that's what she said, and that's the important thing, how we need to communicate how we love each other. Um, and um, I am, I have always been inspired by the work that Teresa did and how she went on and on and on. And what she's done is um, just amazing, wonderful, wonderful. I, well, I, I had a chance to know Sister Judy through working uh, with the Sisters of Notre Dame de Namure and, and uh, having a chance to, to get to know her. And of course, I know Sister Rita very well. Teresa, and we, we just met on this podcast for the first time. I have to say, I feel like I've known you forever. You, you Just for the first minute, you have a great way to connect with people. And um, I'm so grateful that you came in to, to share your ideas and your thoughts. And I'll tell you, you're one enthusiastic person. So I love my work. I love, and I, I, I just thank God for all that he has done for me. And so it does, it gives you joy when you can feel like you're making a difference, even if it's a small one. Teresa always has a number of balls in the air. I mean, it's not just two or three. I mean, it's a matter of balls and plates and all kinds of things that she's tossing and she just um, accepts a new object in that toss with joy. Mm -hmm.
Well, joy is what came across here from all of you. So uh, I want to thank Sister Sister Rita for co-hosting and, and Sister Judy uh, for being here with uh, us and introducing us to Teresa. And Teresa, thanks so much for giving your time and sharing your stories with us. And um, hopefully we'll connect again. We'd love to do that. For sure. So also thank, so thank you. you to our listeners and there's more to come. Till next time.